This is the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer, broadcasting nationwide. Jerry and Nick are consumer advocates, authors, and TV news contributors to NBC and ABC stations. Their nationally syndicated radio show reaches coast to coast. Every week, Jerry and Nick will show you how to make sure you live a confident retirement lifestyle with more simplicity and less worry. You're listening to the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. This is the On The Money Podcast. I'm Mark Elliott with you once again, joined as always in the studio here with Jerry and Nick Royer. And in case you are new to the podcast, let me tell you a little bit about Jerry and Nick. They are registered financial consultants, TV personalities, authors, their radio show airs coast to coast, and they are the founders of a financial and retirement planning firm that has hundreds of clients across the country called Group 10 Financial. They're the creators of the On The Money Retirement Blueprint, a five-step process to help you live a confident retirement lifestyle. So if your goal is to help ensure you don't run out of income during retirement, or you want to make sure you survive in both good and sour markets, or you want to make sure you don't pay any unnecessary taxes, well, then this is what their system is designed to do. And that's what this podcast is all about. You've probably heard of the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, probably the Dow Jones Index as well. And these usually are benchmarks that people try to compare themselves to. These are benchmarks that literally every mutual fund company uses to compare their funds to. The question is, should you be comparing yourself to these? Are these benchmarks that you should actually compare your investments to? It's a pretty good question. I'm looking forward to your answer. Well, I'm kind of thinking about this um, from a different perspective. Uh, let's say you were trying to buy a personal airplane. Dad, I mean, I know you, you flew and then Navy, and then you, uh, you, you went up as a pilot as well. So I know you've been kind of uh, looking at airplanes and knowing a heck of a lot more about those than I know. So let's say that you were trying to buy a personal airplane. If you were looking for a personal airplane, what would you be looking for? Well, if you look at an example, say a Cessna 172 has a top speed of about 188 knots, okay? Okay. Which is pretty good. Does it have right. one or two propellers? That would be one. So it's a single prop mm-hmm. airplane. How many people does it hold? Four. So about four people. Where do you put the luggage in that thing? You hold it in your lap? No, <laughs> you it your lap? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. It's got a pretty good, it's, it's a very durable, simple plane to fly. But it goes 180 knots, right? It's yeah. a single prop. Now, here's my thought with this now. Does it make sense to use an F-18 as a benchmark for the speed on that Cessna? Not really. Because yeah. I'd say it's too slow. But yeah. hold on, it's not it's not comparing the right things. Right. You don't want to fly an F-18. I mean, let, let's face it. If you got an F-18, that's completely the wrong benchmark. Something you, that's going to break the sound barrier. I don't think you'll have that even. Or, uh, or to think, yeah, you know, you, you got to wear one of those uh, oxygen masks, right, on those things. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely not uh, the right benchmark to use when you're looking at trying to buy an airplane. And that's the same thing, too, here, Mark, is you know, a lot of people are using the wrong benchmarks. They're comparing themselves and their investments to the wrong benchmark altogether. I'm a little sad that the Cessna is not as fast as the F-18. That's that's, that's a challenge. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, but But I think... But you know what, Mark? Think about it this way. If you're driving down your interstate and you're uh, going 10 mile an hour over to speed limit, so you're running 80, 
I'll tell you what, that 188 gets you down the road a little quicker. That's true, it does. <laughs> that would. And when I look down and I see those traffic out here on I-4 all backed up. And you up, can fly right over top yeah, of it? Kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very nice, I think. I think we'd all like to get out of the traffic. You know, but the S&P, though, isn't it still, a, it's a pretty good benchmark. I mean, it tracks 500 companies. And it's a pretty good picture of the stock market as a whole, though, isn't it? Well, it's a good benchmark of one segment of a huge market. So if you're going to use this as a benchmark, then you better be willing to keep it as your benchmark when the markets go up and when the markets go down. You can't say, well, when the market's up, I'm going to use the S&P 500, and when the markets plummet, I'll ignore it. And what did the S&P 500, uh, what was the experience back in 08? In 08, so I I have a study here from 10-8 of 2007 to March 2 of 2009. The S&P 500 was down 53.89%. So just think, if you're using that as your benchmark, you've got to be willing to have that. Don't look at all the good things like Dave Ramsey says. Oh, it's average 12%. Oh, it's average 12% forever? No, that doesn't take into account the 53.89% that it experienced. That it went down. that's the year you retire, you could be in a little bit of uh, an anxiety. Yeah, anxiety, right? And Well, here's the thing, too. Now, this is a benchmark, right? From January of 2000 to August of 2018, the annualized S&P 500 total return, so just the annualized S&P 500, not counting dividends, this S&P 500 return, 3.765%. So you're only averaging, we'll call it under 4%. You're averaging under 4%, but you have a drawdown potential that it could go down 54%. Why would you put 100% of your dollars at risk if your experience could be that you could, might make just under 4% for all that run risk. the risk of losing well, all, that, over 50%? That's the question. Do you want to follow a benchmark that was down 54% at one point and over the last 10 years has only averaged 4%? You know, is that a good benchmark for you? It may not be. And that's the idea is you've got to understand what you are comparing against. All right, so that's the S&P 500. What about the other so-called benchmarks like the NASDAQ and Dow Jones? Well, let's look at the Dow Jones. From uh, October of 07 to March of 09, was down 51.72%. Okay? And, and <laughs> Not the, a lot of difference. And, and from January of 2000 to August of 2018, is averaged 4 point, uh, under 4.5%. 4.445% is what it's averaged. Well, again... Is this a good benchmark for you? Something that has averaged 4.45% since 2000 and was down 52% in 2009. Is that a good benchmark for you? That's the question that you have to ask. Let's imagine this one, guys. Let's say there was a benchmark that since 2000 has averaged 5.5%, but it went down 77.42% from 2000 to 2002. Now, would this be a good benchmark for you guys to follow? If I gave you those statistics, if I didn't tell you what it was, but I said it's average 5.5, but it went down 77% at one point. I'll bet not. Yeah, it might not. <laughs> yeah, it might, it's probably not a benchmark that you want, but that's the NASDAQ index. Yeah. Okay. I, so down 77%. Average 5.5. A- average 5.5 at one point but was lost down. over 77%. At one point in time. That's probably not so the benchmark. So what are you saying? You don't invest in the market? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you got to be careful with the benchmark that you're picking. You have to pick the right benchmark for you, not these other benchmarks that the market and, and, and CNBC and, and MSNBC and all these other things say you should follow these benchmarks. No, that's not the right benchmark. you got to make up your own benchmark. 
like you say, Nick, with your own personal benchmark is just like that Cessna plane we talked about. Your benchmark is probably a comfortable couple of hundred miles an hour, not something that goes Mach 1, and you have to wear a dog-fighting oxygen mask. You know, <laughs> like, it, like in that movie Top Gun. I heard you're coming back out with Top Gun. Like I don't one, know. Yeah. You know. So set your benchmark, and you find the things that will make that happen. Another reason is the setting and setting your own benchmark is because you may not need a 20% return to make everything in your bucket list happen. Maybe you've saved a million dollars and you only need an extra $30,000 a year. Well, that's 3% on average. So maybe you need something that your personal benchmark, it's only 3% and not have to risk at 77% drawdown and seeing your million dollars shrink mm-hmm. in value. Here's exactly how we do it, okay? So, uh, and follow this process. This is exactly how we do it here in the office. The first thing that you do is you set up and you find out what your target return is. What is your target return goal? How much do you need it to actually produce? Is it 3%, 4 5 What is your own benchmark that you can look at your plan and say, hey, if I average this, I'll be happy. Is it 6%? I can give you a couple numbers. I can say that Vanguard tells us uh, in a report from Morningstar that the U.S. equity market, they expect it to only return 3 to 5% over the next decade. They expect the bond market, the fixed income market rather, to, to do 2 to 3% over the next decade. I can tell you that John Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, says that stocks will probably return 4% over the next decade. That's a consensus, what we call consensus, because these guys are saying it's probably going to do 3 to 5%. But what's your target return? When you look back at it, you'd say, I'm happy with this. What is your time frame? You know, when would you want this to happen? Yeah. When you know, are you going to retire? Five years, or- 10 years. Right. When would you want that? When would you want to hit the, that target return? What's your target downside risk? You know, how much could you withstand going down before you just say, I got to get out? Or we call it an uncle point. Yeah. So if you had a million dollars, you know, if you went from a million dollars down, you lost 70%, so now you went from a million to 300000 Are you okay with that? You might not be, You know, but that's what you have to determine. Uh, another thing, what's your priority? Is your pr- priority to get return, return, return? Or is it, well, returns when it's good, but then I want to protect and have risk as my priority in a down market. So is it return or is it risk control? Again, it comes down what your personal benchmark is. Then you compare your retirement against your own personal benchmark. And just the other day, I met, I met a couple who said that they all, all they needed was to get an average of 5% on their money. Their personal benchmark was 5%. And they said that they could do that over a 10-year period without losing more than 10% at any one time. They would be happy. This was their personal benchmark. So we compared their current situation to their personal benchmark. And they actually were averaging just over 3% well short of that benchmark of 5%. But that wasn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem was that in 2008, they would have lost 35%. Now, this was dramatically more than what they said, which was, I don't want to lose any more than 10%. And that's what their situation was. I don't want to lose any more than 10%. Well, but you're set up to lose 35% if we have another 2008 repeat. They weren't hitting their benchmark, and that was a problem that needed to be fixed. If we do anything else for you, Finding out if your investments are hitting your own personal benchmark can really tell you if you're on track or not. And from what we find, most people are not on track at all. But when would you want to know, before or after the event happens? So what we'll do is offering you our complimentary on-the-money retirement review 
at no cost or obligation if you have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. It will be kind of like going to the grocery store. We'll find out your own goals and your own personal benchmark, and then we'll scan your financial cart to see if you're on track or not. Next, we'll do a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly stop paying unnecessary taxes and keep more of your money in your pocket where it should be. Finally, we'll create a durable retirement income plan to help give you a lifetime income you need so you can spend more confidently in retirement. So if you're tired of flying by the seat of your pants and you want to be 100% sure you're on track, then this is for you. But you have to give us a call and call now to take advantage of your very own complimentary strategy session. So that number is 800-691-3372. And it really doesn't matter if you've done no planning at all or if you've saved money for retirement, but you aren't sure about how to make it all work or if you've done a bunch of planning, but you just want to make sure that you're not missing something. This complimentary on-the-money five-step retirement review is just for you. Jerry and Nick and their team at Group 10 Financial will scan your financial card to see if you are on track or not. There's no cost. There's no obligation to you. All you've got to do is pick up the phone and give Jerry and Nick and the team at Group 10 Financial a call. The number 800-691-3372. Again, this is not some cookie-cutter approach. It's about you and your situation, your vision for your retirement. It's a customized consultation with the Group 10 Financial team. That number, 800-691-3372. And you can text as well. You can text the letters EZ with the word retire, EZ retire to 313131. That's EZ retire to 313131. And of course, you can always just give them a call, 800-691-3372. So for Jerry and Nick Royer, I'm Mark Elliott. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll talk to you next time. On the Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. You've been listening to the On the Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Every week, catch new episodes to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To learn more about how to create a retirement blueprint to help you have total confidence in your retirement plan, visit them online at group10financial.com. That's group10financial.com.